Hi, I'm Marilyn, and I want to welcome you today to Exposing Grief. Exposing loss and grief will provide us with some emotional control. I'm not a professional from the field of mental health, but I have experienced my own loss and grief, and I have observed others go through the same. Today, we're having a different type of conversation. We are pleased to be able to interview Alina, a young woman whose freshman year in college was cut short due to the coronavirus, COVID-19. Hi, Alina. I want to welcome you today to our conversations in regard to loss and grief. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to have this important conversation with us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And I'm really excited to speak with you today. It's obviously a very important topic in this time as all the types of griefs we're uh, experiencing. Alina, I know my audience is eager to hear how you learned that your matriculation would be cut short at your university. Can you give us a short synopsis of when you learned you would have to return home? And like, did they notify you, notify your parents? Give us a timeline of the event. Yeah, definitely. So I think at least at uh, my university, things never happen in just one announcement. It happens in waves. And that was definitely uh, similar for this experience. I think it started uh, two weeks before spring break. COVID was hit and starting and we all assumed, you know, it would be over soon. And then they told us that we needed to take precautions, that classes would be online. We were like, okay, we can do our uh, classes from our dorm room. So we did that for a couple days. And they had not yet told us anything about living arrangements, anything about whether we could stay on campus. But people began leaving for my dorm at least. We were, like I said, very close to spring break. They're like, oh, I'm going to have a three-week spring break. Come back to Stanford. Everything's going to be great. Um, so my roommate left. I was by myself in those online classes feeling that kind of sense of loneliness. And, you know, I was talking to my parents like, hey, mom and dad, maybe I should come home. And, you know, as kind of a new adult in this era, they said it was up to me. And I wasn't sure what what option was the best. So I stayed for a few more days. And then they let us know that we need to vacate the dorms by um, some sometime in March. They had a specific date for us. And that's when I knew that I had to book a flight and leave. We didn't know that we couldn't return to that point. They sent us like a long, almost daily emails that basically said very little. And then we heard later that spring quarter wasn't going to happen. We heard that summer was not going to happen and that fall was not going to happen. And that just happened in waves. You'd had to just leave all your things. You didn't get a chance to pack or anything. You just left everything behind. Yeah, I think the difficult part was when you decided to leave. My roommate, um, she expected, I guess, to come back from that three-week vacation. So I think she only took, you know, the clothes you'd want to take when you're, you know, doing spring break with your family, whether that's at home or um, on some vacation spot. But I was somewhere between thinking it was going to be a vacation and like wanting to plan for the worst. So I brought my bike up into my dorm room, took precautions like that, grabbed as much as I could carry in my big suitcase that I got from my granddad. And um, I didn't take any of my decorations. I expected I'd be back. So when I left, my dorm room was still was still full of stuff. It looked like someone was still living there. And later they packed up our stuff for us. But for a while, our stuff was just at campus away from us. So do you have your items now or are they still at the university? Yeah, so they actually hired a third party to unload our stuff. And it was a kind of a hard process to understand. They had weeks that they wanted to bring us in to unpack our own things. And then they actually decided that some students who either did not have stable housing or for some reason needed to have that stability that campus brought had to move into dorms, you know, later when we could come back. So 
my dorm is actually set aside for some of those students. So they, they packed it for us before I could come get my stuff myself. So it's in a storage facility. I haven't seen it since uh, March. Wow, that is very interesting how they did that. I find that everybody had to make adjustments when this all happened. It's not like anyone had a playbook on how to do this. So I can understand how things would not work smoothly, but I can't believe they haven't made arrangements really for you to either come for your items or to have just shipped them to you. They know where you live, correct? You can um, have them shipped back to you. I, I know of a couple of friends who chose to do that, but I figured, you know, I'd be back eventually, uh, hopefully. So you might as well keep them there, especially as they're, I pick. I got up most of my essential items, but it's just a tough decision all around. Certainly. Have you and your classmates had an opportunity to talk through really the emotional impact of all this upheaval? If so, uh, what types of emotions have you discussed? Yeah, so I think there's been a progression for everyone. And although it's definitely been different depending on who you are, at least the process for me is that when, especially when we figured out we would not be coming back for spring quarter and that we had to do online classes, uh, I didn't really want to talk to anyone at that point. I think that all of everything, your whole life at that point was online. Uh, I was used to taking a lot of classes. I was on a pretty heavy course load. So I was in Zoom for like seven hours a day. Um, and then, you know, interacting with friends is another hour on Zoom. As much as I really loved my friends, and I wanted to talk and check in with them. It was just so much emotional effort. We actually coined this term called Zoom fatigue, which is just you've been on Zoom so long that it's literally hits you like a truck. You just need to lie down and get away from all technology. So um, having that experience, I actually didn't, I think, interact with my friends as much as maybe I should have looking back. Um, but when classes ended and I started putting aside more time just to talk to them and have what they called Netflix parties, we started to talk through it, you know, beyond the spring quarter, you know, texting your friends, I'm so miserable. <laughs> like Beyond that, we began to unpack the feelings and just so much loss there. Um, I can't imagine the class of 2020 who recently graduated high school to enter into a pandemic, enter college in a pandemic. But, you know, we felt like we had lost the best time, a part of the best time of our lives. We had been hearing this whole time that spring is like Camp Stanford. Everyone just parties like it's very fun. Everyone, you know, lays on the grass and just enjoys life. And we didn't get that. Instead, we laid on our couches and tried to listen to our lecturers who did not know how to use Zoom at the time. So we just felt that profound sense of losing out on this really important and interesting time in our lives. You know, missing out on those connections we would have had and those plans we made for spring quarter and the classes we were going to take and the people we were going to meet. So yeah, we, we definitely talked a lot about how we felt like we were losing something. And it didn't help that my parents were like, oh, back in when I was on campus, you know, we had so much fun. So we just felt that profound sense of loss and sadness, I guess. And do you feel like having those conversations actually helped you a little or a lot? I guess it depends on perhaps the person, but mm. for you individually and perhaps some of your friends, was, was it quite beneficial? Yeah, I'd say they were. Some of my friends have said that they were, but personally, I definitely think they were. Something in spring is that we actually have this Instagram uh, account called like Stanford Confessions, uh, where people can just put an anonymous notes on the uh, social media for all everyone to see. And 
even before I started opening up to my friends beyond just, you know, those little complaints that we all pass around during school times, uh, I saw little texts or little, little posts that said stuff like, I feel so alone. Um, I grew up and went out of the house just to come back. And I think that's a very real experience that many college students had. It's particularly difficult for students who identify as non-binary or some other uh, identity that they don't feel comfortable sharing with their parents. But for all of us, it was just hard. We had created this new identity. We had grown as people when we were at campus and then suddenly we were back. And being back as much as you know, I personally had a, a great relationship with my parents means that you kind of go back to who they see you as. So I think that's been hard for, for many of us. So yeah, I definitely think talking about it and hearing that, you know, students all over the world were feeling similar things and that what we weren't alone was very helpful. Very good. Well, I guess we're getting close to the end. What are your plans for this current school year? Yeah, that's definitely been a hard decision for a lot of us. I actually... I'm deciding to take a gap year or a leave of absence, you can call it. So this this quarter, I'm on something very specific called a flex term where you can take one free unit from Stanford, um, but you're still not a full-time enrolled student. And I'm fairly sure as of now that I'll be taking winter and spring off and instead be doing full-time internship work and other um, kind of extracurriculars and other ways to just, I guess, slowly experience the real world. That was definitely a hard decision. And Lots of people had Instagram polls to see, you know, what are my friends doing? What what are other students doing? But I think deciding to have a choice of my own in the midst of this pandemic where, you know, Stanford tells you to leave, uh, you know, federal orders tell you to stay home, but to choose to, to leave school just for this moment, to choose to develop in another way when there's not much choice during this time has been really powerful for me to take back some choice in this time. And it's been great so far. Well, thank you, Alina, so much. And I appreciate your honesty and your insight. I'm pleased that you joined us today. I hope you enjoyed your gap year. These conversations about loss and grief are necessary and perhaps well overdue. I hope you stick with me as we explore and expose these emotions. Be a part of these important conversations. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope to visit with you next time on Exposing Grief.